The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man, because he is a righteous man, will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink, because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. So this Gospel is pretty challenging when you first read it. Perhaps it's hard to understand what Jesus is trying to communicate. Because in those first few lines of today's Gospel... He's talking about the relationships that are most dear to us. The relationship between parents and children. And children and their parents. Don't we typically understand those relationships to define us, right? You have a first name that your parents usually choose for you, and then a last name that indicates what family you belong to. And that's where you're raised, that's where you grow up, that's where you're loved, that's where you're nurtured. And Jesus is saying that the relationship that you have with me is even more important. So even as important as those relationships between parents and children are, the relationship that I have with you is even more important. In other words, it defines you, my relationship with you, the relationship that God has with you, defines you more than your relationship that you have with your parents. That's pretty challenging, right? And it really only makes sense because of what we learned in the second reading today. Paul's talking about our baptism. When we were baptized, we were baptized into Christ in the order of grace. And when we hear that, when you hear the word grace, you can think supernatural. Maybe that's a word you haven't heard in a while. Supernatural, meaning above nature. Higher than nature. And as St. Thomas Aquinas said, grace builds on and perfects 
nature. So by becoming one of us, when Jesus, the Son of the Father, the eternal Son of the Father, chose to become one of us, he was absolutely committing himself to the human race. And he was then wanting to draw us all to himself and ultimately unite us with the Father in the order of grace. In the opening prayer today, we heard the word adoption. We have all, in a sense, been adopted by God. What gave him the right to do that? Well, he's God. (laughs) But it just goes to show how much God is in love with you. That God wanted to become one of us and then to have us share in his very life, his love, his communion, goes to show how much he is in love with you and in how much he's in love with me. And he wanted us to know that. He wanted us to be able to grow in that freely, willingly, Because love can't be imposed. You follow me? Love, in order to be true love, has to be free. Authentic love, genuine love, has to be shared in freedom. If there's no freedom, there's no real love. It could be any number of things, but it wouldn't be love. So God is not looking to have a relationship with us based on fear, but rather a relationship that is rooted and grounded in love. During the quarantine, I've been working out in the yard a lot, and we've got these big, beautiful pines in our front yard, but there was all sorts of undergrowth and weeds and and had been ignored for a long time. So some of those roots were pretty big. But you can just imagine how deep and how big the roots are for these huge pine trees. And I mention that because what Jesus is really inviting us to is a radical love. And I know that word has been rather demonized in our popular culture. But if you look at the Latin root word for Radical, it's radix, and radix means root. So when we're called to have a radical relationship with God, it means that that relationship should permeate all of our being. We should be immersed by it. And that's, in fact, what baptism means, literally to be immersed, to be plunged, to be soaked. So God literally wants us to be immersed into his life and love, to have it wash over us, to renew us. 
that we would live and breathe and have our very being in him. So that is a supernatural outlook on life. That's a supernatural outlook on the human race. But in fact, that's who we are. How many of you know the song, Good, Good Father? Okay. Well, if you don't know it, you should go home and look it up. That's your homework for today. Good, Good Father. And basically, you hear it repeated over and over again. You know, you're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. So it's this unconditional divine love which defines us. More than our relationships with each other, even our parents. It's the love of God. It's the grace of God. Active, living, moving in our midst that gives us life even more than our parents. Because Jesus came to give us eternal life. Eternal life. And we all have a desire for that. Because, as St. Augustine said, God made us for himself. And our hearts are restless until they rest in God. So we have a longing for a love that is eternal, that is unconditional, that is totally and completely free and life-giving. And we get a taste of that, absolutely, we get a taste of that, a beautiful taste of that in our relationships with one another, especially parents and children, husband and wife. And yet, in some way, it all points to the union with God that we are ultimately called to participate in, in the Father's house. But the amazing thing is, is that it does indeed start here and now. After Mass, I get to baptize a little boy. And all of us When we were baptized, we're made sons and daughters of God. We were anointed with the same anointing that Jesus himself received in his humanity. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, came upon Jesus, and it's the same Holy Spirit that comes upon us in baptism to make us Christians, right? To make us Christians, anointed ones, with the anointed one. So that's what gives us hope in this world that's really struggling to find a reason to hope. And I think sometimes even we Christians are tempted to think, well, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if I pray? What difference does it make if I love? What difference does it make if I come to church on Sunday? What difference does it make if I'm honest? What difference does it make if I'm just? What difference does it make? 
Did you ever ask yourself that question? Of course, we all do, right? Yeah. Well, at the end of the gospel, Jesus is encouraging us and affirming the fact that it does matter. It does matter. All of those things I just listed, they matter. The fact that you're here today, it matters. And whatever good thing you do, especially when you do it in the name of the Lord, it makes a difference. We don't always see that immediately, like that couple in our first reading today. They were childless for a long time. And then, by the grace of God, they were blessed with a child. But even then, we don't always get to see the effects that our good deeds have. So in the order of grace, which takes faith to participate in, we don't always get to see the fruits of our labors. And we can indeed be tempted to think, oh, I have labored in vain. My child hasn't come back to the faith. You know, my husband is still a bum. Just kidding. Whatever the case may be, right? My boss is still a big jerk, you know? I don't have a job. I'm praying for a job. I need a job. I still don't have a job. So we can easily be tempted to give up and to get discouraged. But the Lord wants to encourage all of us today not to give up and to renew our faith in his love for us, number one, and also in the importance of the good things that we do especially our prayers. That God hears them, he sees them, and he stores them up in a way that is sometimes mysterious. But he puts them into action at a time that seems best from his perspective. And so we wait and we keep praying. For an end to this coronavirus, for example, you know, how much longer is it going to last? I don't know. But let's keep praying that it be eliminated. Let's pray for, you know, peace and harmony in our world. But that starts with each and every one of us, right? We come here. The life of grace is nourished here. By the bread of life. This is the best place to come to get nourished and to grow in that life of grace. But each and every day, if we're going to keep growing and be really as strong as we're called to be, we have to nourish it every day through the word, through the sacraments, through our own personal prayer. And so let's ask the Lord to help us this week to nourish that life of grace, to increase our faith in what we have become 
because of what He has done for us. And to make those acts of faith, if you struggle with it, because I think we all do at times, God is so in love with me. I believe that God is so in love with me. Lord, help my unbelief. Amen.